This is the Jason Kavnis Experience, hosted by Jason Kavnis. Join Jason as he talks to small business owners and startup founders and other interesting people as we gain great insights about business, people, leadership, HR, and how each guest strives to be great every day. The Jason Kavnis Experience is brought to you by Kavnis HR. Small businesses lose an average of $10,000 per small business employee and small business owners spend 25% of their time on HR. Time better spent taking care of employees, customers, and building their business. This is costing small business owners valuable time and money. Cavernous HR is solving this by delivering HR to companies with 49 or fewer people across the U.S. through a voice-enabled AI platform along with a HR business partner. Cavernous HR, focus on your business. We've got your HR. Before we start the podcast, I want to remind you to join my text community at 830-400-4523. I am texting about HR and startups and entrepreneurship and other interesting items. Send me your questions on these and other items. So once again, text me at 830-400-4523. Now on to this great podcast episode. For this episode of the Jason Cavs Experience, this is a replay of the podcast I was on back in September on LinkedIn Live with Maria Incontrera. Hopefully I said that correctly. Yeah, so her podcast is the Coffee Entrepreneurs. On this podcast, we talked about being INFJ, Bunker Labs, Military Spouses, and NYU Labs, and also ODHR and UHR. Hope you enjoy. Today, I'm here with Jason Kavnis. Jason, welcome. Hello. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you for being here. Um, Jason is in Seattle, right? Yes. And I am in Brooklyn. And so it's morning where you are and it's noon where I am. And uh, if you're watching, if you're tuning in, or even if you're watching afterward, let us know where you're where you're watching from. Um, I love to see where where folks are are joining us from. Um, and also, tell us how you take your coffee. That's also something that's really important to me and really important on this show. Though, of course, if you if you if you don't drink coffee, let us know how you start your day. Morning um, yeah. routines are really important. So uh, we do see the chat. So um, feel free to, to jump in. And if you have any questions um, at any point, please, um, please put them in the chat and we will be answering them live. All right. So Jason, welcome. Tell me, how do you take your coffee? And if you don't drink coffee, how do you start your day? Yes, I am a coffee addict. So I do drink coffee. Um, so when I'm at home, I drink a black when I go out, I, I do cream and sugar. So I don't know if it's a matter of me being lazy at home and not want to put it in myself. But so at home, it's black. And when I go out like Starbucks or coffee shops, I get cream and, cream and sugars. So yeah, kind of kind of different. Yeah, well, that's good. I mean, it's um, I, I find that Starbucks is a little too bitter for me. So if I do have Starbucks, I, I put all, all kinds of stuff in it. You know, like I'll, I'll get like a latte with some flavoring and stuff like that. Um, welcome, Sierra. Sierra's from Atlanta. Thanks for joining us. Coffee and yoga are my morning rituals. That's awesome. That is so awesome. I I, I feel like I wish I um I wish I got up early enough to, to think about yoga before before work. <laughs> but that's that's great. Um. So how do you start your day, Jason? 
So, like, I know they say you're supposed to start your day, like, meditating or, you know, doing something, yoga or something, you know, spiritual. I, I, I do my best. Like, I try to get up and stretch out and do some push-ups and sit-ups, maybe do a run. But lately, it's just to get up and hit the email, right? I, mean, I know that's not yeah. the right answer, but it's just what I've been doing, you know? Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, Unfortunately. I mean, you know, same. What, like, what we're supposed to do is, is uh, you know, and as entrepreneurs, we, we kind of get into our our uh, routines, you know, especially in the pandemic. I mean, it's so tempting to click email the minute we get up, which, which I also, yeah, you know, you might, you might miss something. Somebody put my email to you, but of course 99 times out of 100 is not important. Something like wait, but then you're, I'm, I'm here. I'm here already. That's me. Start work, you know? Right. Right. So before totally. you know, before you know, it's like nine in the morning and you're like, oh, you know? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And it's, and it's 9am where you are now. So you just started yes. today. Um, <laughs> so, so thanks for, so thanks for being here. So Jason is the founder and CEO of, uh, Kavnis HR. He's also a retired U.S. Army officer with an INFJ and, and an INFJ HR professional. And I love that because I am an INFJ also. Um, and he's transforming how HR is delivered to companies with 49 or fewer people. So he specializes in small businesses. So if you're a small business owner, um, you're going to want to hear this. Um, and he's also the host of the Jason Cadmus Experience. Welcome. I'm so excited to talk to you today. So tell us what, um, what has changed about your work since the pandemic, if anything. So actually, not much has changed. I mean, we're always going to be remote, so that didn't change. What changed for us is the timing, right? Because when the when the when the pandemic hit, we were supposed to go all in on you know fundraising and customers. Go ahead and delay that a little bit, right? Because the COVID nineteen and the pandemic. And we're thinking about the pandemic. Like I don't think people realize it, it hit everyone, right? So everyone's at a disadvantage. So I don't really give anyone an advantage right now. Of course, you're coming with like your anti remote or you know anti tech, you know stuff like that is is a disadvantage, right? But if you're like already doing Zoom meetings and having most stuff going on, it's, to me, it's just day-to-day business, right? But it's just, I think, the way you look at it, right? Disadvantage or advantage, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so were you remote before the pandemic? Yeah, our plan is always to be remote. You know, that's just the plan, right? I mean, because me, like, for example, I'm in Seattle right now. To me, it makes no sense just, uh, you know, go from, from Seattle, right? Look at all the channel I'll be missing from Brooklyn or Dallas or Memphis, Tennessee, right? And plus, for remote, you know, your people, you, you get to save money on, you know, resources and all that kind of stuff too, right? It just makes sense. But of course, then again, like I tell people, remote's not remote's the work is not for everyone. Like, mm-hmm. if you're the type of person you need someone to tell you what to do every five minutes, or you need like reassurance, or you know, like, hey, you're doing a great job, you know, that's is probably not for you, right? That's great. So, as a fellow INFJ, and uh, if for those of you watching, we have uh, Sonia from Texas and Brian. Uh, who who loves truck stop coffee, which I think is amazing. Um, <laughs> so uh, I, I'd love to know what your your Myers Briggs personality types are, if 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 you know them, or if if that's something you um, you are uh, you know have done, or if you're interested in. Uh, Jason, I'm interested in how being an INFJ has helped you in your in your business. Oh man, that's a great question. So one, one thing I had to learn about this is just the fact, you know, you know, I like to say I'm introvert, introvert, right? But what's kind of funny is like, I, I, I hope this is coming wrong, but when I, I, I hate small talk, right? Like I hate, like, do I, do I care how your day's going? I do, but then I don't, right? Like, do I care what your football team doing? I do, I don't, right? <laughs> like, so, you know, I like, I like to have like deeper connections, but I help, like, I, help, I think it really helps out the business, right? Cause it makes you, makes you know, I'm caring about you. I care about the business owner. 
And another thing too, I think it's kind of people think it's funny. It's like you know, I really like like networking and all this kind of stuff. So off track a little bit. So we're networking, right? If there's an event that starts at 7 p.m., you know, pre-COVID days, of course. I get that 7, 15 p.m., it's a waste of my time, right? Because I'm not going to go around talking to people. It wasn't a click, you know. I just feel it's rude to interrupt people, right? So what I do, I get that 6.45 p.m., 15 minutes early, and, and, and when people come in, I introduce, introduce myself to them then. But another thing that's odd about it, at least myself, like I actually like talking in front of people. Right? I like giving speeches. I like mm-hmm. talking in front of crowds, right? So that's, I love that, right? Like, I love to be in a, like a Starbucks or a coffee shop, or whatever, and look at people. But you know, as far as interacting, yeah, maybe maybe not too much, right? Unless I really, yeah. really know you. Uh, it's funny because you you say that, and I have the same thing. So, like, if I'm on stage, I'm fine because I'm not, you know, I'm I'm not sort of in the room with people, right? If you're on stage, you have that separation. So I I have the same. It's it's so funny those those personality. Um, types are so true, true, you know, um, that's great. So, so, um, tell me, has this time been, uh, what has, what has your business looked like these days? So mainly we're doing, we're doing a lot of, so we're in the fundraising phase, trying to get customer, customer acquisition, a lot of, you know, a lot of pitches, fundraising. So let's talk about pitches. Um, I don't know if anyone who knows who David Missler is, right. He's like a big time, uh, coach. He likes to advise Gary Vaynerchuk. He does that kind of stuff. So, Mm-hmm. I did a pitch competition with him, with him two months ago. I finished second, and I was there, able to leverage that to now he's on my board of advisors. Wow! So you no, know, just doing stuff like that, you know. And then like, like on my podcast, I tell people as entrepreneur, you got to put yourself out there, right? You, you always got to, so, you know, do podcasts like this, put yourself out there. But I mean, it's, it's I mean, it's been a challenge, right? I mean, entrepreneurship is not not easy, you know, and this is even makes it harder, right? Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's just it's a it's a different time, right? Like twenty twenty, I joke around like in when journey first twenty twenty one comes, we just need to like reboot and go back to journey first twenty twenty, right? <laughs> and do this all over again. Right. But it's, right. it, it's definitely a challenge. A lot of stuff going on. There's always something to do, right? And, and I was talking about somebody like I was talking to somebody about this the other day. Like you have this, like we'll see you have a hundred things to do, right? You have a thing on your number twenty list. Number twenty is not ten priority, so it's on your list like three months. Like man, I got to do this. Well, I can't do it yet. It's not priority, right? And it's like kind of bugs you, right? Because it's on the list, but it's not important to do, right? So there's always something to do. Yeah, totally. So um, since, since you're you're an HR professional, um, I'm interested in what you have to say about this. So what do you see that leaders are doing really well right now? So what they're doing really well, I think they're actually like caring for the people, showing empathy, you know, they're, you know, putting themselves in other people's shoes, like, hey, you know, you know, John Brown, you know, he's working remotely and uh, he has to, you know, be a teacher, babysitter, blah, blah, blah. And, and also subject to like, everyone talks about remote work. No one said remote work and also, oh, by the way, be a babysitter. Oh, by the way, be a teacher. Oh, by the way, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Right. So no one's really actually doing remote work. They're doing remote work and a whole, other, a whole lot of the stuff too. Right. And I think most of our companies are like being uh, sympathetic, empathetic to that for the most part, I think, which is good. That's great. Um, what what do you recommend that um, companies can set up to support their re- remote employees? So I'll say first, you got to have some kind of, I don't know, I won't call it a test, but some kind of method to see if they even can handle remote work, right? And communication takes to be able to both ways. Like you're, if you're the manager, you can't send a, a text message or call your people at two in the morning, right? Or six in the morning or afternoon. Like you have to send some, some, some kind of schedule. Like, like for example, if a, um, if you're a worker is a is um 
has two kids in elementary school, you know, maybe they have to like do class for the teachers from one to three every day. Well, maybe you shouldn't call or contact in that time, right? And also, if you're an employee, you know, if your boss sends you a message or whatever the case may be at, you know, eight, nine in the morning, you should probably contact them back by the afternoon, right? Don't wait two or three days, right? So I think communication is key on both ends. And some people thrive in that, some people don't. And another thing, too, uh, I'll say, if someone's a bad manager, it doesn't matter the background, right? It could be remote, not remote, in person. If you're a bad manager, you're going to be a bad manager, right? And probably remote is probably going to, like, you know, even make it worse, you know? So it's interesting that you said that, um, you know, the, the whole, like, you can't be texting people at, at two in the morning or six in the morning or whatever, you know, um, do you, have you seen a rise in that among, you know, managers that have difficulty communicating? I, I mean, I don't think so. I mean, I think everyone's good at it. Like for me, I'm, I'm real bad at that. So what I tell my people is like, Hey, like, cause I know I should like, you know, save the draft, do other stuff, but I'll, I'll send text emails. I'm being kind of a hypocrite here, but I tell my people like, do your notifications, right? Like set your notifications up. So you don't get nothing from me for like whatever time. Right. Cause if I have an idea, I'm going to send it to you, right? Mm-hmm. I know I've seen, I know I've seen the same drafts or whatever, but I just, if I don't do it, then I'm going to forget, right? So I tell my people, do your notifications, right? I'm going to give you a warning now, right? <laughs> so that is, yeah, so, so that it's off your mind and, and yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. That makes sense. Um, so, uh, what what else what else do you recommend during this time? I mean, I I know as as an INFP, uh, I, I'm sorry, INFJ. I am thriving during this time, right? You know, I don't have to see anybody. <laughs> you know, uh, what what do you recommend to somebody who maybe isn't set up for this? You know, uh, yeah. how, how do you recommend um, a more extroverted manager or leader? Handles. Yeah, I have several friends that are like extra, extra, and if they put the capital E in extrovert and they are like, they're dying, right? It's like killing them, right? Yeah. I mean, I mean, you just, it's hard for them, right? And if, even like the social distancing, you can do stuff that's still not the same, right? Uh, man, that's, that's a tough question. I mean, Zoom, it's, it's not the same, you know, they need the personal interactions, right? It's, man, it's, it's tough, right? It's, man, that's, that's a good one. I just say, I mean, you can do meetings, keep social distancing. But yeah, it's, it's, yeah. I mean, I don't want to say they got to suck it up and figure it out, but it's like, it's, it's tough for them, right? It's like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't have a good answer to that one. I mean, yeah, no, but, but, but it's good. I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's something for, for all of us to figure out, you know, and we, um, I don't know if Brian's still listening, he's an ENFP, uh, dash T. So, um, yeah. I know one thing when this is over, the, the extra person, the, the one hell of a party, aren't they? <laughs> true. So true. Um, so tell us what, um, uh, you're, you're a military veteran, um, and you help other military, uh, veteran and uh, military spouse entrepreneurs. So talk a little bit about that. What, what are the specific needs that, um, military entrepreneurs might have? Yeah. So it's a nonprofit called Bunker Labs. It started back in, I believe, 2015 at Chicago. And so the purpose was to help military veterans, military spouses, and uh, military dependent start companies, right? Because the stats show back after World War II, like 80% of, of veterans started companies. That was like maybe 5 to 10%. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, you know, there's a whole lot of nonprofits and things like how people, the veterans start, comp- I mean, um, get jobs, mental health, really nothing to start a company, right? Because once I've been in the military, like, we're, we're in this bubble, right? Like, we're still on base, we don't really network, you know. If we network, we transition, like, 
other veterans. I, I was talking with someone the other day, like when you, when you transition, you go to network, there's like 40 other veterans in the room with you. Like, I'm not really how they can help you. Right. So just doing introductions and like basic stuff that you don't know, you know, you don't know, you don't know, like, how do you pick a logo? How do you pick your name? Like now you pick a business and you need a CEO got Tom got com dot IO. Like, like it is no good to have a company called, you know, like um, the best HR in the world. And someone has it on Facebook already. Right. So those kind of things and just do introductions and basically the basic, the basic we're trying to do. And so we're in, I believe we're in 30 states now. Like I want to say 45 cities. I'm probably that wrong. And, and a good thing too, we have a partnership with rework called veterans and residents. We're in 25 cities and rework gives eight veteran entrepreneurs free space for six months. Nice. So, so I wasn't the one who's running in Seattle and another difference about us too, like for the people who know what YC Common or Techstars is, like they, they the same model, right? You go in there, you got to have a certain amount of traction. You go there, you you know, you, you work in your pitch, you fundraise, and you work in product. It's the same thing over and over again with us. It's all the place, right? So, like we've had a, a marijuana app, nonprofits. We've had idea phases. Like in the cohort we have now, and I'm running now, we have a, a guy who, who wants to start a brewery, a data analytics company a customer success company and they're all, all and they're all at different angles. Right. So it's kind of, it's a challenge to mentor all those people. Right. So, but it's pretty good. Right. And, and, and a big focus too is military spouses. Right. Cause most people don't know the military spouse on the plumbing rate is things like around 20, 25%. Right. Oh, wow. Yeah. And, and even then it's a, the under plumbing is even worse. Right. Cause most military spouses have like college degrees, but you know, they move around so much and then, you know, they're can't do things like that. So, yeah. So a lot of good work going with them. Is the unemployment rate because they move around, or or is it? Yeah, um, it, it, it is. You no, know, because most companies like you know, of course they know they're, they're like they they interview a military spouse. Oh, you have exactly what we need. Oh, you're gonna probably move in two years. I'm not gonna bring you on right instead of you know instead of think, hey, I can use her for two years and make my company better. They like, oh, she'll leave me two years, so I'm not gonna hire her. No, like like perfect example. When I was in, when I was stationed in Vicenza, Italy for two years. And you know, the grocery stores on on, on military base called commissaries. So on the commissaries, you know, they had the military people. So all the grocery baggers were, were military spouses and master degrees. So I'm thinking, wow, wow, yeah, that's how bad it was over there, right? Wow, so it's definitely that's, a challenge. Yeah. yeah. So, so, what do you recommend for a military spouse then? Uh, what's what what kind of job should should they be looking for, or what kind of business could they start, knowing that they're going to be moving around? I mean, virtual assistance, anything remotely, maybe bookkeeping, you know, anything, anything like that. I definitely recommend military spouses definitely start their own companies, right? Like, I, I one friend of mine, her name is Nicole Solos down in San Antonio. She started a company where she makes like uh, ribbons and like arts and crafts stuff, just stuff like that. I mean, there's lots of opportunities for them to do that, you know. Mm-hmm. But it's definitely a challenge for military spouses. Yeah, yeah, no, I feel you. Wow. Okay, that's 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 good to know. So, military spouses. Um, like, yeah, definitely a lot of talent there. I, yeah. I, I could have said right. I want to say like eighty percent of them have have like at least a bachelor's degree, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, I you know, it's funny you say that. Um, you, you know, like bagging groceries with a master's degree, right? Like a lot of my generation, we see that we see like you know bartenders with master's degrees and, and stuff like that. So, um, military. It sounds like military spouses are going through a, a very similar challenge with that. Um, so you have a podcast and, um, I'd love for you to talk a little bit about, uh, what that, what, what kinds of conversations you have on your podcast. Yeah. So it's called the Jason Cabinet experience. 
Mm-hmm. And so I do, I do a remote one like this right here. And that's like an hour, an hour and a half. And I also started to do like a, like an in-person one for people in Seattle, right? That's like, that's when that's like two to three hours. Oh, cool. And so I talk to like a small business owners, entrepreneurs, and interesting people. So I, I've been really trying to focus on interesting people. So a, a month ago, I talked to a guy named Quentin Morris. He's like a mess of violinist. Like he's played in front, in front of Juilliard. Um, mm-hmm. what, what's the name of that, that famous place in New York City where all the artists play at? I can't think uh, of the name. There are a couple. There's Carnegie Hall. There's yeah, one. Yeah, like he, he was like a, he was like a, he played there. You know, so real famous. So I've had him a lot of entrepreneurs, a lot of VCs, and and basically, you know. I introduce them, read the bio, I let them talk about what they talk about, and I get questions from the bio and the LinkedIn, right? So, you know, pretty good conversation. Of course, I try to put the focus on them, you know, to highlight what they're trying to do, right? So, it's, it's pretty, pretty fun. I mean, as you know, the, the, this is fun to meet a lot of great people. Sometimes the editing, you know, the background stuff, you know, maybe not so much fun, right? But this right here is a lot of fun. Yeah, I mean, that's what this is all about is having great conversations, right? You know, um, that's that's the reason to have a podcast, um, yeah, and it is a great lead generation too. Like, I think I've done 150 podcasts so far, and 50 have said they'll help me like get customers and be customers later on, right? So, this is a great marketing tool, also, right? Yeah, yeah and, absolutely. And it's you know, it, it is evergreen, so you can post it, you know, over and over again, right? So, it never, it never goes away. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's uh, that's fantastic. So, so I, um, I, I, I love the idea of, of talking with people in Seattle and, and doing that in person. Um, that has that, how has that? shifted since the pandemic? So I actually started after pandemic, right? So of course, a lot of people don't want to do it. So of course, you know, I was able to, of course, the, the, the veteran residents going on, I was able to get six people from them to talk on the podcast. I guess some other people come too. Of course, some people want us to wait until all the stuff is over. And of course, we just had the fires up here. So air quality is kind of bad, you know, and all the stuff going, you know, politically downtown Seattle is kind of bad too, right? So I've had to work with that too. But it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's been a lot of fun. I mean, you know, once people get talking and they, you know, of course, a lot of people don't, you know, Oh, I can't talk in front of the camera. What, what, I can't do this. Once you get in there and tell us how easy it is, how natural it is, like, it, you know, they, sometimes you gotta, like, hey, can you, like, we gotta, we've been doing this for three hours, right? Can we, you know, we gotta slow down now, right? <laughs> it's definitely <laughs> been a lot of fun. Yeah. And, and you know, people love talking about themselves and, you know, showing off what they've been doing, accomplishing. Right. And yeah. we're giving them a way to do that. Do that. Absolutely. I mean, I'm, I, I don't know anybody that doesn't love to talk about what they're doing right now. You know? <laughs> and that's, a, you know, uh, so in addition to the podcast and, and the business and everything, what else are you doing that you're excited about right now? Um, you know, what, what do your days look like? Oh, man, that's, that's a good question. It's a question. I mean, basically, like, I do my best to know, 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 know my, run my calendar, not let my calendar run me, you know. So right now, I, I, I'm a developer from Sam Sue's up here for a couple weeks. I'm working with him, doing that kind of stuff. Um, so part of uh, also I, I was telling um, you during the, during the pre-talk we got accepted at New York University Future Labs in New York City in Brooklyn, and so it's a year of free housing, free office space in Brooklyn. It's supposed to start this month, but I get delayed to March because the other kind of stuff going on. Yeah. So next Wednesday I got to give a whole layout of my whole company, like you know the pitch deck, financials, all that kind of stuff. So I'm putting that together. We did supply the YC Commentary Tech Stars, so putting that stuff together, you know, doing financials. Uh, we just set up a HubSpot, so trying to figure out how to uh, figure out HubSpot. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm I'm pretty, you know, I'm not the greatest at social media. I think a good, I can do a good job on social media, right? Because we have like forty thousand followers across different platforms of social media. Mm-hmm. So we push our stuff on there all the time, like, like the podcast, different, you know, inspirational stuff. So just doing stuff like that, and then you know, I always get, I, I get these 20, 20 messages a day. Hey, can you help me find a job? Can you do that? Can you talk about this? You know. 
Uh, like on October 14th, I'm doing a webinar on how small companies can hire, can hire people. It's a thing called Lift Fund out of Austin, Texas. I'm doing that. So there's a whole lot of stuff going on. And actually, I'm actually going to San Antonio area next week for a month to stay with some, with some relatives. So I'm, and they have like San Antonio startup week going there during that time. So I'm taking take part in that. And me and my friend of mine, we're going to do a video series uh, for, it's going to be a video series on how veterans can find remote jobs. We're doing that next month too. It's just, you know, there's always something going on. Like people tell me, Jason, we do it for fun. Uh, I work. Yeah. What are you doing this yeah. weekend? Uh, I work. You know, you know, we're doing a break. Uh, I work. Yeah. Know. Yeah. That's, that's awesome. So when, when you, when you do get here, if, if, if it is in person in March, we'll have to have a social assistance coffee in person. Um, and maybe we'll have a follow up conversation, um, <laughs> on, on LinkedIn live. Yes, um, yes. that's fantastic. So, so, um, and, and you will be in Brooklyn, uh, actually quite close to me. So, so, Meeting up is not not outside the realm of possibility, so which yeah. is awesome. Yeah, I'm looking forward to. It. I'm, I was kind of disappointed to push it back because I was looking forward to living that New York City life. Yeah, yeah, it's um, you know, it's it's changed quite a bit, but New York is still New York. You know, um, it's it's it, we're we're tough and and we're resilient, so we're we're still here. Um, New York is not dead. <laughs> so this is not the subject, but I remember seeing this something on Facebook somewhere, like how people say hello. Like, you know, in Midwest, say, how you doing? The South, how y'all? New York City, they just walk by. Don't say nothing. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, um, and, and I think part of that is because of, you know, just, just the sheer volume of people. Like, if, if you were yeah. walking by somebody, you wouldn't say hi yeah, to them. No way. I mean, you would right. you know, You'd just be saying hi to everybody. Um but but you know we're 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 not as not as rude as as people you know as as lots of people think but I, I you know I love New York and I'm I'm glad you're going to be here and and hope you do get to come. Um, yeah, we, to. Have, we have Steve here who's also in in Brooklyn so I wonder I wonder where in Brooklyn he is I'm in Bay Ridge so um, awesome cool so so what should I have asked you that I haven't asked you? Oh man, that's a good question. Um... I know we can talk about, we can talk about, uh, um, not a question, but like, I have a theory on, on HR, right? So in my mind, there's uh, old HR and new HR, right? Old HR, and we're trying to be new HR. Old HR is like, you know, the, the HR manager. Someone comes up with a great idea. Hey, I have this great idea. Well, I don't have time to do that, right? Or to go to HR manager, hey, you know, this employee needs to talk to you. But they can't come until 530. Why do they work at five? I don't know what to do for them, right? Or, or no stuff like that, you know, or, or, or old HR. Hey, what's going on in marketing? I don't know. I don't work in marketing. I work in HR, right? Where new HR is more like, okay, like for example, you're working on a production plant. New HR is going to walk around, talk to the workers, you know, there's always a new idea. Now, 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 now compliance is important to new HR, but the answer is always no, right? Where old HR answers always no. Another good example too, like suppose you have an old HR, if you have an employee, your best employee you ever had, right? Like just great, like not even touch, right? But they've missed work for three days, you know where they're at. And there's a policy that says if someone misses work for three days, you fire them no matter what, right? Old HR, like, okay, we got to fire them to get rid of them, right? There's no, mm -hmm. you know, new HR, is like, okay, I know what the policy says, but can we at least figure out why this person missed work for three days? Like, they're in a car accident, like a hospital, like, do we really want to get rid of a top producer over this, like, you know, this BS rule, right? Yeah. And so I think there's a lot of, unfortunately, I think there's a lot of HR people who are like, you know, old HR, right? Follow the rules no matter what. You got to do it this way, you know? But I, I think when you go no, go to new HR, you know, a lot of old HR, you know, they're not with tech, you know, they're, you know, actually scared of tech, you know, they're still doing things the old way. 
And, and so we're trying to be new, do the new HR, trying to you know get people to the, at least to the year two thousand. At least I, I, I like to do Corona say right. At least get to, at least get to the year two thousand right. I love that. I love that. So so new HR is the way. You know, and uh, sounds like it sounds like it's people first. So that's that's wonderful. Um, how can people get in touch with you? Yes, yeah, so I'm, I'm everywhere. I like to say I'm, I'm everywhere except for Pinterest, right? So I'm you know either Jason Cabinets or Cabinets HR. You know, on TikTok, Snapchat, Instagram, LinkedIn, Facebook, all the stuff. And also, I just I also have a text community, and my text number is eight three zero. Four zero zero five two two three. So just text me, ask me any kind of HR questions you want. Just just connect with me on there, and I, I do my best to be responsive as best as I can. That's fantastic. Well, thank you so much for joining me today. This was a great conversation. No, thank you. It was a lot of fun. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Jason Kavnis Experience. Be sure to connect with us across social media at Kavnis HR. Thank you, and remember to be great every day. You've got to pump it up, don't you know? Pump it up. You've got to pump it up, don't you know? Pump it up. You've got to pump it up, don't you know? Pump it up.